How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. He knows he just dropped a million dollars. <laughs> like, literally, it was like in his glove. And Chris Ello. I am tired of the letter Q. Questionable. Questionable. <laughs> Every one of my players is questionable. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in to Gwen and Chris. Although it's just Gwen, once again, Frank Marchese, Stepping in for Matt Scraby, who is also out. But we will send you into the weekend, hopefully feeling nice about perhaps your teams, perhaps your bets, if that's your type of thing. Frank, how are you doing today, man? Welcome uh, welcome in on a Friday. We've gotten to the end of the week, man. It didn't start off when we came in on Monday. Um, didn't anticipate seeing you as much as I have, but here we are. We've we've made it through the week. You took over on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt has been out for the entire week. I think he should be back Monday. Chris is also hoping to be back Monday. He uh, was taken out on Wednesday. Uh, and so, yeah, you've made it this week, man. How have you felt about your first week? I must tell you, uh, from the guy who's been working with you for all five of these days, you done, or excuse me, four of these days, you've done a bang-up job, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, yeah, I've been enjoying it every second i've been here i've been loving it and now the, i love it hanging out with you guys the week doesn't start next week it doesn't it doesn't get uh very much easier you're you're going to be on duty no yeah no, much got... of next week because obviously next week uh winter meetings uh will will be here and for those who haven't heard at this point all three shows will be broadcasting live from manchester grand hyatt Monday through Wednesday will be located on the second floor, right at the top of the escalator by the first floor bar. Always, uh, you catch people getting their drink going up the escalator. That's how we caught most of our guests. <laughs> we'll try to do that again, uh, but certainly for the fans who are there, if you want to stop by, say hello. We'll all three shows will be there, and you get the opportunity because listen, uh, for for sports folks like myself and Frank. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of place you want to be at. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of recognizable faces from the game of baseball. There'll be, you know, superstar agents. There'll be superstar GMs, presidents of baseball operations. All of that will be there. Um, and you get a chance to take part in it, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be working with Ben and Woods Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I'll I'll be here for at least half of uh Coach's show. I, I think the real question is, what are you going to do to stay healthy over the next two days? Because uh, <laughs> that seems to be the thing that has taken out at least two of my partners thus far. I'm wondering the same thing because I have to be here tomorrow for uh, the Smart Investing Show with uh, Brent and Chase Wilsey. Well, just make sure so. Brent and Chase come in here and <laughs> come in here correct. Now you can't lose you on a uh, on a big week next week, uh, and it, and it should be big, should be a big week. Other than the fact that we'll be there, 
it is expected to to have a lot of movement come um, this winter meeting. It's not always the same every single year, but uh, certainly um, this seems to be one of the years, at least from everything you read, this seems to be one of those years where there could be a ton of uh, action, which means a ton of news being broken on all three of our shows. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that it is an explosive uh, week next week. Uh, lots to get to today. As I talked about, it's been a few free agent signings in the baseball world. We'll cover those uh, as we get going. Uh, Dave Robert has Dave Roberts had some interesting things to say about the loss to the Padres. We'll we'll get to that. But uh, World Cup finished out their group play today, and I gotta say, it finished with a bang. Uh, you came into today's action with the the scenarios looking fairly certain, right? I think. Uh, you knew Portugal was in. You knew Brazil was in. Um, going into today, you knew Switzerland was in and Ghana was in going into today. Um, three of the four held. One didn't. Uh, I'll let I'll let you kind of go through the scenario because South Korea found a way to get into this bad boy literally at the very last minute. It, it was. It was right at the death. And... Portugal, again, locked in. They played their first team. Brazil played their first team as well. We The only team we saw that didn't play its first team was France that was locked in. So going into this game, South Korea needed to win. Uruguay needed to win and South Korea to lose. And what is the one thing that I've said during our World Cup dates in the the Big Five the last two days? Don't let another team control your your destiny. And that's exactly what happened again for the third straight day. Uruguay held up its end. South Korea, they were were tied 1-1. 90th minute plus one, they net one. And because of goals four, now usually... Because normally it's goals differential. Yep. But they were also tied in that element. Mm -hmm. And so really the goal for South Korea... Was, was particularly interesting because they needed a win, but by also scoring that second goal, tied them up. it tied them up. Um, and, and and now it goes to the goal differential as you get to, and that goal put them two ahead of Uruguay at that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, long story short, Uruguay, despite you know getting the result they needed, um, they go home. And... It looks like Portugal, South Korea out of Group H, Brazil, and Switzerland. That was interesting, too, because Cameroon needed to win and a loss from Switzerland. Switzerland was losing that game 2-0 before scoring three goals uh, to ultimately finish uh, that game winning. So they advance out of the G group. And so the round of 16 is now set. Um, it was a, it was a, I thought it was a pretty good... Um, there weren't very many dull games in the group play, as it can be sometimes. Uh, that wasn't the case uh, for this particular World Cup, and uh, you know, I thought it, I thought it was a, a, an exciting time. Now, the group of six, sixteen, I should say, the the remaining teams will go as followed: Netherlands, USA, will kick off along with Argentina, Australia, Japan, and Croatia. Will also go on. Will also go head to head on the same day. Brazil and South Korea uh, will face off. France, Poland, England, Senegal, Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. Now you mentioned Japan being one of those kind of dark horses that you're going to have to pay attention to, and that's on the top half of the bracket. On the bottom half of the bracket, I'd say that dark horse is is Morocco. They're, they are not a pushover by any means. They've beaten some really good teams to get to this point. Um, Spain is is, a, is a, one of those type of teams that forces you to be patient because they will pass the ball for literally all 90 minutes. And, you know, they're, it's a tough they're, – they're a control-type soccer team. So that's going to be an interesting matchup in that one. There's a bunch of good matchups. Portugal-Switzerland will be a good matchup. I think um, – I, I tell you what. The, other, uh, the the Netherlands uh, man head coach is playing the Bill Belichick card right now. I don't know if you guys you guys are very familiar with Bill Belichick. There was a time where he would praise 
the opposite, the opposing team to the max. You thought this team was the greatest team ever based on what Bill Belichick said leading into those games. That's kind of the same tack that the Netherlands coaches said. He has had nothing but praise. And to his credit, he predicted that the USA would get out, get into the knockout run. So he's clearly been anticipating it, but he has had nothing but really nice things to say about this USA team. There really haven't been too many bad things to say about the USA there team. Hasn't. Other than there hasn't. You can you can say that they've let their foot off the gas in some some aspects. They've looked bad, really bad at times. For me, I saw especially in the first game that uh, Pulisic just he tried to do everything, and nothing he tried to do was working. You can make those little complaints, but to draw the first game out. Draw against England. Yeah. That was huge for the U.S. The first game was the first game against Wales was definitely a letdown. To draw against England, though, brought them back up, and then to get into the knockout stage, they really have not been bad. The, they didn't back their way into this. The the interesting thing about that is in the past, a, a, a draw, a disappointing draw like a, a, against Wales. Could seem like it would have dragged that team down, but they probably played their best game the following game against England, and they had to play it. They are they would have got ran off that pitch, but um, as it is, they'll they'll go up against Netherlands, and uh, we haven't got odds on it yet. We probably will have some for you before uh, the end of the day. They they play tomorrow, so we tried to get some some folks on to talk about it. It was pretty tough to to get that done, but nevertheless, that is your round of sixteen um, that will start tomorrow. Now, uh, the other thing we had last night was Thursday Night Football. And although it might not have been the greatest game, what you did see was a Buffalo team finally look, resemble defensively the team they were early in the year. And this is without Von Miller. This is without a few of their defensive starters. Um, they were able to to put together a, a pretty good game there. And, and they walk away with a victory, uh, 24-12, Josh Allen, Kind of got back to doing some of that MVP stuff we saw him do earlier in the season. 22 of 33, two touchdowns, 223 yards. Uh, they actually looked good last night against a, against a, what we know is a, a really good Patriots defensive team. Um, saw a couple. I saw saw an outburst from from Mr. Jones uh, uh, on the on the Patriots side, but uh, Frank the the uh, Bills. They, I think I thought they answered the call. Uh, in looking a lot better than they had the last couple of weeks. It they've fallen off over the last couple of years, but it's still the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah. That's that's yeah. always gonna be a tough game and a very good rushing game out of uh out of Buffalo last night. hundred and thirty two yards, Cook was sixty four, Singletary had fifty one and a touchdown. A very solid night all the way around for the offense especially. I tell you what, I am sure Devin Singletary, Singletary would like to have the ball more because he's averaging like almost five yards a carry. Uh, on the year, and, and but those are the type of numbers that he consistently gets. To. It gets you a touchdown. Uh, he, he's going to put about 50, 60, 70 yards somewhere in there, but he's getting chunks, and that only makes the job of of, of Josh Allen, who I thought looked, it, it, even in that weather, it didn't seem like his elbow was giving him a whole lot of issue, and I'm sure that's got to be a relief to see uh, if you're the Bills brass, as you watched him kind of resemble the guy who was at the top of that MVP uh, vote or race, I should say, uh, through the first six, seven weeks. And 223 yards is a little bit low for what you expect from him. But to go back to the rushing, they had an even split. They had 27 rushes between the two, and Cook Cook was favored, only 14-13, though. I, I tell you what, I, that may be the reason why his elbow held up so well, right? You're not... Um, throwing it 40-plus times. You have an even split between runs and pass. Um, that's not normally the case when we're talking about Buffalo. So um, they get back on track um, last night uh, to get the week started. We'll uh, go over some of the – we have a countdown today that involves the NFL. Uh, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Daily Gambit. Dieter Kirkenbach will join us. Bay Area News Group talking Niners. Talking really all things Bay Area, where the Giants at? I mean, um, all of a sudden you're hearing a backup plan to to Aaron Judge, a, a guy, a backup plan in the name of Carlos Correa. So it's a pretty um, 
pretty good backup plan, I'd Not say. Not the worst. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, assuming he's there that long, you know, because that's the thing about the top guys, although we've seen in recent years they last a lot longer, typically those guys don't hang on the board very, very long. However, Carlos Correa could be one of those guys that, that does. Remember, he took a one-year deal. I think it was an option deal with, with Minnesota uh, because the market really didn't lay out the way he thought it would. But in this class where there's a bunch of shortstops that are going to get high dollar, whether it's Turner, whether it's Swanson, uh, uh, Correa's got to be involved in that in that mix. Um, there, The market seems to be a little bit better place to, to test the waters a little bit. This Bogarts year. also. Bogarts is another one. We've heard his name out here. Uh, often here in San Diego. So uh, we're going to cover all of that uh, throughout the course of the show. Big Five, uh, not Chris versus fan, but Gwen versus the fan once again. Uh, we'll have it all. All right, so step away. Let's take a break. When we come back, Dave Roberts says the loss to the Padres. Well, you just have to wait. Until we come back to hear it. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast part of losing a game seven uh, to the Houston Astros at, at Dodger Stadium in 2017. And this elimination was on par with that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we played, we dominated the Padres all year. Um, and, and so to now play a five game series and to lose to a, a, a division rival, it was devastating. It was just hard for me uh, to recover from this one. We. Manager Dave Roberts of the Los Angeles Dodgers working through some pain that uh, was left behind after the upset loss to the San Diego Padres. And I can already hear it now. Well, I mean, how can he be hurt and this not be a rivalry? I was going to say, it's not a rivalry, though, is it? it, 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 it here's the thing. Both things could be true. 
A rivalry is predicated off of the competition being close to even and one side winning, the other side winning. Uh, Yes, they could still hurt, especially losing to a team that, in their mind, they felt like they should beat. As he said, they dominate. Instead, they really got whooped uh, in that five-game series. Padres take three of five, uh, three of four, uh, before heading on to the NLCS. But that being said, it it really is what I can think of two times the Padres have beat the Dodgers when it counted. One was once was in '96 when they needed to go in L.A. and sweep in order to win the division. They did that, and the other time is here in this particular situation. So, in terms of rivalry, Padres got a long way to go still to make it a rivalry, but. That's a great way to get it get it popping right there is to take them out um, in the playoffs. Probably, at least in, at least as far as I know, most significant time they've ever played, uh, or the deepest they've ever played in the playoffs. So, um, I think the 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 uh, I take that back because in the shortened season they played the Dodgers in that series. So, uh, nevertheless, the Dodgers are feeling that, and that if if Dave Roberts is feeling it, you know who who's really feeling it. Be the fan. <laughs> and fortunately for me, they you know, are I, it. I wouldn't know anything about feeling dejected after losing to a team. That no, we fortunately, beaten. you wouldn't. Unless, of course, you were a Mets fan. Uh, uh huh. And then you, of course, would then know exactly what that feels like. I, I might, yeah. Although mm-hmm. I get the sense that it, uh, it, it burns a little bit more up in L.A. Oh, definitely. You know, I think <laughs> the Mets fans will will move on. They'll get they'll they'll move on to the next thing, and LA that that's gonna that's gonna leave a mark, as they like to say. I said it that night. I said, much in the same way that the Red Sox will always have two thousand and four over the Yankees, mm. the Padres will always, always, always have this yeah. over the Dodgers. No matter you what, can't take this right, away. No from matter them. what you say, you can go to the rings thing all you want. You guys are going to remember, they're going to remember that. What was it thirteen and three? Uh, thirteen and three. Against I think the it was thirteen and season? three. I think it was thirteen and three. And other and then, other than the last series of the year, none of them were really close. No. And then you go into the the NLDS, and as I said, you, you got beat. You got beat by the better team in that situation. All right. Uh, next week, as we've we've talked about a little bit, winter meetings begins. As I said, expect it to be a active. Um, winter meetings, and the Padres are, you know, here's the thing about the Padres, and A.J. Casavell wrote about this a couple days ago. I don't know that there's ever been a winter winter meetings that A.J. Preller has been involved in where the following things were said about what's expected. Uh, Something along the lines of many executives believe the Padres will be blank. The blank filled in active. They'll be looking to make moves, and uh, really, the work has already started for AJ Pro. They've already re-signed Nick Martinez. They've signed Robert Suarez. So they've they've shored up the pitching staff. Uh, but I think there's still an argument to be made that they could still use a, a, another another arm or two in the rotation, depending on how Nick Martinez is going to be used. It sounds like he's going to give be given a chance to start. Um, I think there's an argument to me, Nate, that you, you're going to need a, a big bat. Um, it It's complicated, though, because where um, is the line in terms of expense? Uh, what is to happen with Fernando Tatis Jr.? Where Where is he going? Because I'm sure that determines where you want to get the bat. Or are you just going to try to go out and get the best player? Because it sounds like if you're dwelling into the shortstop market, you're 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 dealing with some of the best players in the league outside of of Aaron Judge, who um, I don't think is a fit. Quite frankly, I mean he his his bat fits, but I don't know that his money fits. So um, there's a there's a lot of questions that can be answered. Will they be answered? I'm not sure. A few of the events you got coming up here in the next week on Sunday, uh, Hall of Fame contemporary era ballot results released. For those who don't remember, that is Barry Bonds. Roger Clemens, Albert Bell, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Rafael Palmero, and Kurt Schilling. This is uh, 
uh, really the last chance for some of those guys on this list to find their way um, into the Hall of Fame. Will they get in? Because remember, those names had, in particular, had to be voted in to get to this point. And so clearly there was some support there. Uh, we'll see how some of the old timers feel about some of the names that have allegations tagged to them. I, you can't justify, I'm sorry, after you allow Yvonne Rodriguez into the Hall of Fame, you cannot justify keeping Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and all of them out purely because of steroids. Yep, I agree. Once you let one in, you have to let the rest of them in. If you really were taking a hard-line stance, they wouldn't have and been not in. just because they were jerks, Pudge would not be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and listen, I know it was uh, supposed to be a... Um, it was supposed to the, the names were not supposed to be identified, but you know, Big Poppy Ortiz fits into that same thing, um, based off of that line of thought, right? If you're taking a hard line stance, that would be the hard line stance. Now, yeah. personally, I, I I think they should both uh, Pudge and um, David Ortiz should be in. They are both in. But since they're in, I think yeah, you, you gotta, you, let, you gotta let everybody else in. That, exactly. That and quite frankly, Barry was good enough prior to that anyway. His numbers were good enough, quite frankly, prior to that to get in. So that's that'll happen December fourth, December fifth. It's a big day for Padre fans and um at least for a couple of guys who were on this roster. They released the all MLB team will be announced. I think this is gonna be fascinating. Uh Padre's got a chance to have at least one in the first team um, in in uh, in Manny Machado, uh, but it, it, it's it's because remember this there's no American League National League All MLB. This is one player, one position. I believe there's a, a an All MLB team one and a team two. So that'll be interesting on on that Monday to see how that's announced or what's announced. Come on, all half-season half Padres. <laughs> uh, Monday, December, excuse me, Tuesday, December 6th, the draft lottery. Uh, AL and National League reliever of the year will be announced Wednesday, really the last day of, of the good stuff in the winter meetings. They have, they, they're there till Thursday, but everybody usually bounces after Wednesday. Uh, Rule 5 draft. Um, that's uh, that, that doesn't really pertain to... The Padres, but just as I say that, the Padres have claimed right-handed pitcher Sean Poppin off the off of waivers. If you that name sounds familiar, well, he pitched in the National League West for the Arizona Diamondbacks, so he has been added to the forty-man roster. There are now thirty-four players on the forty-man roster. Six spots remaining to fill. We'll see how uh, AJ Preller and his staff goes about filling it. A uh, couple. Different things that happened today along the hot stove track. Zach Eflin uh, gets a three-year deal. This actually happened last night, I think. Uh, he gets a three-year deal, $40 million. Zach Eflin had a terrific run in the postseason. This is another good example of no matter what your regular season looks like, sometimes, um, and listen, the Rays are an exception because, much like the Dodgers, they can take a guy who has a ton of talent but may not have reached it put them in their staff, and they all seem to blossom and get better. Uh, Shelby Miller just signed with the Dodgers. You guys remember Shelby Miller? He was like a high, highly touted uh, pitcher for the Cardinals, was traded to the Braves, and uh, then from the Braves to the Diamondbacks and that Dansby Swanson deal. He's another one of those dudes. This is a first-round pick. Uh, He has a ton of potential. Dodgers will try to fix him, but uh, Zach Eflin gets that big deal after having a terrific run. It, It just... It goes to show you when you when you perform when the stage is at its brightest, the stage is at its biggest. Teams remember that, and they all and every team thinks that they have what it takes to fix you. And so Zach Eflin is a uh, is is catches the the good vibes of of thinking a team thinking they can fix him. and gets the honor of being the highest free agent signing, the largest free agent signing in Tampa Bay Rays history. Thirteen point three per year with that yep. three years forty million. Yep, and uh, I think it's Spencer Bird. I think the left-hander went back to Detroit for one yeah, year. Another yeah. another uh, starting pitcher off the market. Another lefty starting pitcher off the market. Well, going back to a team he used to play for. I will say this: if I'm Zach Eflin, I, I'm this is like a great deal for me. Not only am I going to get be the highest paid player, highest paid contract ever in this team, this franchise history, but 
I'm sure he's watched these different pitchers go there and have success. He wants to be a part of that. And and the Rays, for no matter what you say about them, they always are in contention. They're always right in the thick of things. So uh, those are just among some of the little things or some of the things that happen uh, in baseball today. All right, let's step away, take a break. When we come back, Dieter Kurtenbach, Bay Area News Group, will join us. We'll talk. But see what the Giants have planned. Aaron Judge, all of a sudden their backup plan is A1 and Carlos Correa. Niners, Warriors, we could talk about it all when we return. We're going to Chris on the way. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. On the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Frank Marchese hanging out, Matt Scraby, Chris Ello on the IL, looking to be on the men next Monday when the winter meetings hit San Diego. I'm sure you guys know because you just heard this, but you can now listen to all your favorite team station shows and even podcasts all on the Odyssey app. Download it now. Uh, our next guest is is really one of my favorite. He handles uh, the Bay Area. He works for the Bay Area News Group. He handles everything in that area. Uh, welcome to the show. Joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of, Carl, of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, Dieter Kurtenbach. Dieter, thank you for joining us. How are you, my man? I'm doing good. I'm playing adult miniature golf this afternoon, so I'm literally at the peak of my powers right now. <laughs> I wish I could be playing some adult miniature golf right now. Uh, let's start... <laughs> Let's start in Major League Baseball. Winter meetings right around the corner. The Giants uh, are a name that continuously comes up when uh, the name Aaron Judge is mentioned. Where are you at with this? Because obviously it's going to require quite a bit of loot. Um, I would say that there are more than one hole that the Giants need to fill. Uh, But Mm -hmm. certainly Judge does a lot. Where are you at with this? I think I'm of, of the mindset that the Giants need to prioritize Aaron Judge. I know that some folks have said that maybe splitting it up, putting it into a couple of different spots, a la what the Mets did last year, is maybe a better way to do it. That's probably right. But this isn't all about on the field for the San Francisco Giants. Attendance is down. Energy is down. Uh, this is a fan base that was as raucous as any in baseball. Yeah. And there's a little bit of malaise that's setting in right now after an 81 and 81 season following a 107 win season that literally no one could explain. It was just like, I guess that happened. And it's almost been forgotten (laughs) because it was so inexplicable. So uh, the giants, listen, it's a big market and it's a, it's a market that, you know, you're, you're charging exorbitant prices to go to the ballpark, to have a beer, to just be part of the San Francisco giants experience. And 
they're paying middle of the road. Actually, if we're being honest about it, bottom dollar prices for players. It's just not a good formula. So the Giants need to make a a statement, not just to Major League Baseball, not just to the Padres and the Dodgers saying, hey, we're big boys too here, and we're going to turn the National League West into a real one-two-three punch, but also to the Bay Area market itself. You're competing with the Warriors. You're competing with the 49ers. You better have some pizzazz. You better have some box office. And there's only about four or five box office names in baseball. Two of them play for the Padres. Another two of them seem to play for the Dodgers, but one of them is Aaron Judge. And uh, if he can come to San Francisco, that says something, not just to baseball, but to the Giants fan base as well. And they need something said to him. Dieter, you know, that brings me to my next question, because you brought up the fact that they had the had the most wins uh, in the National League two years ago. And then yeah. last, and you're right, it was, it was very hard to explain. It seemed like every button Gabe Kapler pushed, it seemed mm-hmm. to work. It, did, it regressed last year. I don't think there's any other way to say no it. I, I think the guys that you know perform well didn't perform to that level. So where exactly? What exactly is the game plan for for the Giants? I know you you want to highlight a guy like Judge, but I, I would bet it, it's going to take a little more than that. I, I think that what the Giants really need to be doing is one. I, I, we don't know how much it's going to cost with Judge. Uh, Judge could just break the bank. He could have to be the sort of one sole guy and. That's fine, honestly, just given where this team is at, given the fact that free agents don't typically sign here with the San Francisco Giants. Like, if you can get them, you get them, and you figure it out on the back end. Because, again, they won 107 games. It's not as if they were bringing in big-time free agents to win 107. They were winning 107 with Mike Yastrzemski and a bunch of randos. So uh, you, you you look at the marketplace, you look at Aaron Judge, you go for Aaron Judge, you play the Aaron Judge game. And if you can't, I think that the biggest thing that I want to see from the Giants the biggest statement that they can make is, hey, we're going to spend this money that we allocated for Aaron Judge. We've earmarked this money for Aaron Judge, but if it's not Aaron Judge, if he does go to back to the Yankees, if he does go to the Red Sox or the Dodgers or wherever, we're going to spend that money. And there are a couple of really good players out there that are worthy of that money. In fact, you can probably stack two of them together and have a, a really solid uh, off season, And we're talking about Carlos Rodon coming back, Carlos yeah. Correa maybe coming into the fold. I mean, we know the names, Andrew Bogarts, Trey Turner. You can use this money. And in previous off seasons, the Giants have been about, okay, we're going to go for Bryce Harper. Well, they didn't get Bryce Harper. Then they didn't spend that money. Or they went for Giancarlo Stanton when he was still with the Marlins. And then they didn't get Giancarlo Stanton because he didn't want to sign with, re-sign with the Giants. And then they didn't use those prospects or that money. And the Giants just cannot have an all-or-nothing energy to this offseason. Because, again, you look at the Dodgers, you look at the Padres, like <laughs> you're not going to keep up if you're not spending with them. And both of those teams are spending big dollars. They obviously have great farm systems. Their systems are working. The Giants, they're, they're behind on basically all three counts. They don't have the star players. They don't have the prospects, and they're not spending the money. That's just not going to do it in the National League West. And the fan base is onto it. I think baseball's onto it as well. Yeah, Dieter Kurtenbach joins us here, Bay Area News Group. Not only that, looks like the Diamondbacks who are in that kind of zone yeah. where they have a bunch of young talent coming. They're going to be a presence at some point. Now that brings me to my no next question because, you know, far as Aida has yet to show willingness to spend mm-hmm. when it seems like option A is not there. If if for some reason you get through another off season where, as you said. That money's there. It's not spent. Does pressure start to mount on him? Because for the most part, it's it's really been uh, it's been good 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 vibes uh, for Zaidi since he's been there. Yeah, it's a hundred percent going to put pressure on him because again, if it was any other division, if they were in the American League Central, there wouldn't be pressure, right? Because right. eighty-one and eighty-one is pretty good in the American League Central. But when you're competing with the Padres, you're competing with the Dodgers. When you're in a National League that has some really good teams on top of those two teams, you, you have to you have to get performance. And Farhan does a great job of getting the bottom half of the roster re, like really tied up. Nobody can get more with less money than Farhan Zaidi. But this isn't the Oakland days. This isn't the Tampa Bay race. This is one of the most valuable franchises in all of professional sports. It's a team that rakes in cash. And honestly – I think the fan base realizes that they're not getting their money's worth right now, not with the roster that's being put on the field. So obviously Moneyball can work when you're actually spending money. In theory, it should be way easier to do the Moneyball thing. If Farhan Zaidi can pair what he does on the bottom half of the roster 
with actually filling out and getting a lineup with some dudes that you can count on every single day to be penciled in there as opposed to sort of the platoon situation that they've been working with over the last couple of years, it could be something really good and sustainable and successful. But right now, it just feels all very whimsical and sort of held together by duct tape and small market. And that's just not what Giants fans should expect or do expect. Dieter, let's slide to the NBA. Uh, Golden yeah. State Warriors in action tonight, taking on the Bulls. Uh, 11-11. They sit eighth in the West. I, I know it's very, very early. Uh, mm. Any concerns uh, about this team getting it together when it actually matters? No, no. If you would have asked me this about two weeks ago, I would have probably had a different answer. But they've really done a nice job over the last couple of weeks ensuring up their defense and figuring out their rotations. And that was probably the biggest thing. There was a pretty significant amount of roster turnover from last season. And I do think that because they won the championship, it sort of glazed over. It allowed people to glaze over the fact that they were struggling to find the best five-man combinations throughout the playoffs and including in the NBA Finals. Steph Curry was just that good that it just didn't matter. And this year he's been at an MVP level. He is playing just as good. But the problems are showing up, and you have Steph Curry out here doing what he's doing, but Draymond Green wasn't playing so well to begin the season. Who knows what that had to do with the punch? Uh, you had Clay Thompson really trying to figure it out on the fly. It was not going well. Jordan Poole wasn't playing well, and they just didn't know who their eight guys were. I think they know who the eight guys are right now. I think that they feel very confident that their eight-man rotation, which, of course, is a little bit deeper, right? You go about nine, ten guys deep in the regular season. But they know their eight guys are as good as anybody in the NBA. Jonathan Kaminga has really stepped up. Dante DiVincenzo came back from injury. Pools playing better. Clay's playing better. They feel really good about it. And uh, if the playoffs were to start today, I might take them because the Western mm-hmm. Conference is as you know bunched together and parity-driven as, as I've ever remembered it, at least at this early juncture of the season. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. But – you just break down eight-man rotations. Yeah, I like a lot of teams in the East, but in the Western Conference, it's a hard sell to take anybody over the Golden State Warriors now that their second unit looks like they figured it out a little bit. Peter Curtinbach joins us here, Bay Area News Group on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And you mentioned Kaminga. He got off to a slow start. And Kaminga, mm-hmm. guys like him and Wiseman, were going into the season were highly touted as a reason this team uh, could get back and possibly repeat. Now, Kaminga's gotten yeah. it going. What has happened with Wiseman? He has fallen out of rotation, sent to the D League, or the, yeah. What 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 exactly has happened, and why hasn't he progressed the way this organization may have thought he would? I mean, I, there's really no nice way to put this. He's not a very good basketball player, mm. and it's not something that looks like it's just gonna get figured out, right? He doesn't have any feel for the game, uh, and. We know this with centers. I mean, it's true of any position, but it's maybe centers get a little bit more leeway just because you look the part. But he looks the part. He can't really play the part. And that's a really important part of playing basketball in this modern era. You need to be able to move your feet. You need to be able to catch the ball. Simple stuff. It's great that you can dunk. It's great that you can block a shot if someone runs right into you. But being a center in the NBA for 15 minutes a night, if you don't know what the hell you're doing out there, and James Wiseman straight up doesn't, and I don't know who's fought. Maybe he never could have. Maybe it's just the circumstances of injury and only playing three games for Memphis and the high school upbringing that he had. I, I don't know. But <laughs> the Warriors aren't in a position to let them figure it out on the fly. Right. They're not in a position to just, hey, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sacrifice a year so we find out if James Wiseman is good or not. He's not good. And he was torpedoing. 10-minute stretches of NBA games. Those are, well, more than enough minutes to lose an NBA game. And that's what was happening early in the season. There were a lot of other problems, but James Wiseman was a big part of it. And I'd like to note to everybody, James Wiseman gets injured his rookie year. Warriors start to play better basketball. They make the play-in tournament. He doesn't play at all last year. They win the title. And as soon as he gets sent down to the G League this year, they start turning it around. I mean, yes, there are other issues. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, we can go down the list. But James Wiseman getting NBA minutes because of the fact that he was the number two overall draft pick. I mean, it was it was it was literally yeah. self defeating for the Golden State Warriors, and I I don't know if we'll ever see him in the NBA. Certainly not in a Warriors uniform. I just can't I just can't imagine that the Warriors don't see this at this point because he's not even killing it in the G League. Yeah. He's not even killing it there. It's, it's a it's kind of sad, but. This is just the way it goes. Hopefully he latches on with somebody else. They give him the patience, the time, and the development. But for a team that's coming off a championship, no time. they don't have that kind of patience. They don't have that kind of 
they don't have that kind of staff to just deal with it and be patient. Note to young ballers out there, hoop. You got to play. That's <laughs> you, right. You gotta, That's right. You've got to play. Dieter Kirkbot joins us here, Bear News Group. And Dieter, I got to ask because you, you mentioned it, and it, it's hard, you know, on the outside looking in, not to kind of correlate the two, but the slow start uh, from Golden State. You had the whole punching incident. Has it been? Has there been any uh, like leftover feelings after the situation, or did they truly? Because I, I, I got to say, I was skeptical that they'd be able to put that behind them, but. Watching them yeah. play, it doesn't seem like it, it's been an issue. No, they're professionals, right? Yeah. And, like, it, it's not as if they're a bunch of kids and they have to figure out the emotions of it like it's some reality TV show. Like, it's Draymond Green, it's Steph Curry, it's Clay Thompson, it's Steve Kirk. Right. They've seen some stuff. Like, they're familiar with how to navigate this peculiar and strange NBA landscape. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any residual stuff. No one's going to admit to it. And if there is, it's certainly not manifesting in any negative way in their play. So uh, I, we'll find out come playoff time. We'll find out. I don't know. But right now, I I'm, I, I think I'm with you. Yeah. No big deal. And uh, they put it behind them. And you know what? Credit to them because that's yeah. tough. A lot of teams would have fallen apart on that. Uh, it's not great. It doesn't excuse anything Draymond did. But uh, good on them for being professional enough to, to push forward off of that because that's some serious stuff. Yeah, I've been on a team where punches were almost thrown, and it just yeah. completely derailed everything out after that point. So kudos to them for being adults and, and being able to, to kind of work things out. All right, let's slide to the NFL because 49ers are, are a team that I think a lot of people are starting to get behind because of the way their defense is. But I have to ask about Jimmy Garoppolo because it seems like he is the guy that just will not go away. And and. He's actually playing some good football right now. What yeah. what has been the kind of uh, energy that that Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of brought around? Well, he's always had a positive energy. That that's the great part about Jimmy. Like you just never have to worry about him being in a bad mood. Uh, now you do have to worry about him throwing stupid interceptions, <laughs> but he hasn't done that in five weeks. Right? It's been five games since he's thrown one. Uh, at least that's counted. And when that happens, the 49ers win every time. If he doesn't throw an interception, the 49ers win. If he does, the 49ers lose. It's been binary this year. Yeah. And he's been good. Listen, Christian McCaffrey coming into the fold helps immensely because that gives you just an elite running back to be there on third down. And that's really the separation point. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is fine on first and second down. It's when you get to third down that you need to have a quarterback who can make something happen, who can make a throw, who can make you know a second – second effort play and when you have Christian McCaffrey out there you feel a little bit more comfortable to maybe try some stuff and Jimmy I'll give him some credit man he's made some plays with his feet throwing on the run that we've never seen before and most of the time if he were to start doing that I'd be yelling no 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 because you know what's coming next it's a bad interception but he's been completing it he's playing with some swag right now and who knows how long it lasts it could be a short-term heater whatever but if it does stick around I don't know if I'm betting against the Niners because you said that that defense is mm. that defense is mean. Yeah, and <laughs> that are, that's what makes that would that's what makes this matchup coming up here against the Dolphins so intriguing. You got an explosive offense versus a, I, I would say one of if not the best defense in football. Mm. It's going to be a lot of fun to check out. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Add in the fact that it, you know it's Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan's yeah. right hand man yeah. for ten years. And you get that, and who knows? I mean, could Kyle even try some cool stuff against the Dolphins to try to keep up offensively, or is McDaniel going to know all that stuff because he taught it to him secretly years ago, setting traps all over for his old boss? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the game. And by the way, I mean, as much as we've turned around our thoughts on Tua, like he's still got some bad in him too. Oh, not yeah. a, he's a completely different quarterback, even with these great wide receivers. Jimmy Garoppolo's still got that bad in him. If it's still a head coach in a quarterback league, I like the head coaches. I don't know about the quarterback. <laughs> they got skill position players coming out of their ears. I mean, this is just these are two teams kind of built in the same way, and uh, it should be a really fun game on Sunday. I, I expect some points, at least from the Dolphins. So yeah. we'll see what happens with the Niners offense. This is certainly one of those games where it's just don't make the mistake. Just If anything, totally. don't make the mistake, and your team has a good shot to win. Dieter, as always, man, appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Tony, always a pleasure. That was Dieter Kurtenbach. Bayer and News Group on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of news going on in the Bay Area right now. 
That's I guess that's what happens when you got like three professional teams playing. And a lot of money to spend with and one of them. a ton of money to spend. Really with all of them. I mean, all yeah. of them are like top-tier spending teams. So, uh, yeah, big matchup. You know, it's a big matchup in this room, too, because obviously Chris is a Dolphins fan. Scraby's a Niners fan. Um, they've been able to avoid each other this week, even if it wasn't necessarily in the plans. Might have been for the best, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it would have. As we got closer to the end of the week, it would have got a little more, a little more testy. All right, let's uh, step away. Take a break when we come back. The Daily Gambit. Did myself and Frank fare a little bit better? You have to find out to wait. More Gwen and Chris on the way. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.